Hello, and welcome to the Brown School News Podcast, episode number 12. This is the place where we will update you on what's happening in our Brown School community. I'm your host, Ms. Melanie McGann, and in this episode, we'll catch up on some of the week's news, we'll check in with students as they celebrated the 100th day of school, and then we'll take a trip to Museo. Let's get started. As a NICE's accredited independent school, we undergo a rigorous accreditation process every few years. One of our decennial self-studies is coming up next year, and as a part of the process, we take time to reflect on our school mission statement to make sure that it accurately reflects who we are as an educational institution. As we looked at our old mission statement last year, we realized that it needed to be updated to reflect our commitment to both mindfulness and our IGNITE program. Our new mission statement has been approved by the Board of Trustees and currently states, Our mission is to mindfully educate all students to pursue their individual potential in a nurturing, collaborative environment through the arts, humanities, mathematics, and sciences. In other news, Mrs. Anderson is putting out a reminder to all readers. Reading started on Sunday, March 1st for Read for Ronald McDonald House. Brown School readers can track their minutes on the reading calendars provided in the packets that were sent home in February. Also, a reminder to bring in your bracelet coupon, which was also in the packet, with your first $5 contribution to receive a Read for Ronald McDonald House bracelet. Let's make a big difference again this year for the families at the Ronald McDonald House. For additional information or if you have any questions, please contact our librarian, Mrs. Anderson. Last Thursday was our 100th day of school. This is a time for celebration, especially in our K through two classrooms. They have been tallying and adding days since the very first day of school. Many special activities took place in the K through two classrooms on Thursday and even Friday. They counted and skip counted to 100, made paper chains with 100 edition facts, did themed STEM centers, worked on mystery 100th day activities and more. Let's listen in as the kindergartners share what they learned in the first 100 days of school, and then we'll hear from the second graders as they share their predictions for what life will be like for them when they are 100 years old. Flora, in the first 100 days of kindergarten, what did you learn? To read. Good. Terry, what did you learn? If you get out of line, you need to go to the back. Excellent. Lydia, what did you learn the first 100 days of kindergarten? Read. Good job. Robert, what did you learn the first 100 days of kindergarten? Um, I forgot what I read it. That's okay. What did you learn? Um, to read it. Nice. And Michael, what did you learn the first 100 days of kindergarten? I learned to... Dorothy's going to... Dorothy's not going to the... To the north and the book. Oh, from the Wizard of Oz. Great job. When I am 100, I would be a retired veterinarian. I would live in Niskayuna. I would play Roblox. I will be retired. I will live in China. The job making video games as a child. I would have a family. When I am 100, I I would live in Mexico. I I would like to sleep. I would have one child and three grandchildren. I will have a child. I 
would make video games. I would snuggle with my Pichu. When I am 100, I live. In, I will live in Mexico. I will, will play video games. I have a child. I swim every day. I will spend my days sleeping. I will make video games, and I would love Kit Kats. While celebrating the 100th day of school is a tradition in many places, one of our unique Brown School celebrations and traditions is Museo. This year, our 6th through 8th grade Spanish students studied Puerto Rico and shared what they learned with our entire student body and visiting friends and family. Students studied culture, food, animals, and more. Let's listen in as a few of the students present their topics and share what inspired them to choose their areas of focus. Welcome to our presentation, El Yunque National Rainforest. Did you know frog in Spanish is actually called a rana? You know how normally frogs are like are born as a tadpole? Well, coquille frogs are special. They actually go right into the frog stage. Also, they don't have web feet like on other frogs. They and also they are normally green, brown, or yellow. Pajaros, aka birds, count a wide variety in Puerto Rico. The Puerto Rican green parrot is severely endangered with a current population of 34 to 40 parrots documented in the wild, while a population of 100,000 to 1 million of them existed in the 15th century. There are 2,000 caves in the Puerto Rican rainforest. 519 of them have been explored, but 104 of them have not been documented yet. One of the most famous caves in Puerto Rico is Rio Comay Cave. The Spanish word for cave is cueva. What interested you about this topic and what made you want to choose the National Rainforest to study? Well, I wanted to do it because of all the different animals, like the green parrot. I really like nature, so I kind of wanted to do this. Yeah, me too. I like the nature, and I didn't really know much about the rainforest, so I wanted to learn a little more. For my Maceo presentation, I did the Taino. And the Taino were the indigenous people of Puerto Rico. For food, the Taino would hunt, grow crops, and fish. And they even would burn the forests that were on their fields so the soil would be easy to tend and grow plants. What made you want to choose this topic for Maceo? Uh, I like the history of stuff, and it's always interesting to hear about another culture, especially one that's a lot more around. So, uh, we researched Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda was an actor and he's director of a lot of musicals. Uh, he, he wrote three musicals, uh, Hamilton, Bring It On, and In the Heights. His parents are Puerto Rican, which is why we decided to do this for um, Museo. Um, he's in a few, a couple movies, and like he wrote, helped wrote music for Moana, and he's in the TV show His Dark Materials, based on the book by Philip Pullman. He's also a Mary Poppins returns. And what inspired you to choose, besides the fact that uh, his parents are Puerto Rican, what inspired you to choose him for your Museo project? Um, well, we both really love the musical Hamilton and In the Heights, and we thought it would be interesting. So Puerto Rico has many different types of desserts that vary in taste and texture. They often take the harvest of fruit crops and turn them into desserts. One example of that is guava pastelitos, which is a puff pastry that has sweet guava inside, and it's usually topped with powdered sugar. 
one of the most common desserts in Puerto Rico is the flan, which is like a Puerto Rican version of cheesecake, and plantanos maduros, which are sweet fried plantains that have no sugar, just the actual plantains are sweet. So I'm going to be teaching you about drinks in Puerto Rico. So most drinks are uh, have alcohol in them, and Puerto Rico is the world's leading rum producer. 80% of the rum consumed by the United States is from Puerto Rico. Um, a food in Puerto Rico is soritos de maíz. It's a snack that can be eaten any time of day. It's a corn fritter, and it's crispy on the outside, and it can be filled with mashed bananas or savory beef. And what is it that inspired the four of you to take on this topic for Museo? <laughs> um, we love to have food and eat. <laughs> yeah. We study the um, snakes and reptiles of Puerto Rico. And here are some different snakes and reptiles that we have studied. There's the green iguana, which formally its name is Iguana Iguana, scientific name. There's the upland gecko, the Puerto Rican boa, the worm lizard, and the brown anole. And um, actually, the Puerto Rican boa constrictor is the longest snake in Puerto Rico, with the record for the Puerto Rican boa being 10 feet long, but the average snake grows up to 7 feet. So they get really big. There's also the um, worm lizard, which is also known as the two-headed snake, because it's hard to tell between the um, end of the snake and the head of the snake. So, cool little thing. There's the green iguana, which came from the Americas and is an invasive species, and people are actually hunting it and eating it as food in many restaurants. Can I ask you what interested you about this topic? Why did you pick this topic? I just kind of, you know, liked reptiles. I wanted to get yeah. a snake. It's an interesting topic. I've just kind of been interested in them, I suppose. I studied national parks in Puerto Rico. So, Puerto Rican national parks, they're more tropical than others, and they're usually the biggest in the world. And these parks, they include lots of things to do, and they vary in size, height, and their activities are really quite different depending on which area in Puerto Rico you go to. What's good about these parks is that you can visit these parks any time of the year because the temperature does not vary. It varies about 10 degrees from winter to summer in both of these parks. Okay, and what made you choose this as your Museo topic? Um, I've had people, actually my uncle, he actually travels to Puerto Rico quite often, and he usually sends us pictures of um, Puerto Rico, and this has really got me interested in like the foresty types of areas. Okay, so we did agriculture in Puerto Rico, so the salt lakes in Puerto Rico are 1,249 acres, and then only salt, like there's no water at all, just full of salt. And then what lives in these lakes that makes it this reddish pinkish color are brine shrimp, these are small crustaceans that inhabit brine pools and other highly saline inland water, which is like which likes the salt lakes, and they can grow up to 15 millimeters and swim in upside down position. Okay, so pineapples in Puerto Rico are they have 365 acres planted in Puerto Rico, and they've been growing in Puerto Rico for 250 years. And what inspired you to pick this topic for Museo? Well, we picked it last year, and we liked it a lot. It was really fun. So you wanted to study it more in depth? Yeah. Okay. And what is the activity that you have that goes with this 
uh, study of agriculture. The salt lakes, because the salt lakes are a different, are a different color, but you know, so we can't just do like pink and red, so we just did a bunch of different colors. That is all for this episode of the Brown School News Podcast. If you're looking for more information about anything you heard here today, check out our website at www.brownschool.org. And to see photos not of just the 100th day of school and Museo, but all the latest happenings at Brown School, be sure to follow us on social media. And of course, you can keep up with our podcast by finding us and subscribing on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time.